0: Hello and welcome to Umphasip's monthly podcast Out Loud. My name is Ersin Oustojan and today is the last 2022 edition of our Out Loud podcast. It's been a very productive year and I have had the pleasure of interviewing some very interesting people who have continued their work to bring peace to our island. So, today I have the special honour of interviewing my manager, UNFASIP spokesperson and chief of the Public Information Office, Alim Sadiq, who has joined me today to talk about some of UNFASIP's highlights of the year. Alim, welcome.
1: Thank you, Ersin. It's uh, a real pleasure uh, to uh, join you. Thank you for inviting me for the Out Loud podcast. I'm, my first time on the podcast and I'm <laughs> quite excited. <laughs> so am I. <laughs>
0: Let's just kick off with the first question that I have for you. Recently we followed the graduation of the recent group of UN Youth Champions for Environment and Peace and I know we have more than 100 young people as part of this BRIGHT initiative. What are some of the highlights of the mission's work on the island when engaging with Cypriots?
1: Well, uh, I'm mean, so so glad that you started with the uh, young people uh, of Cyprus because I think they have been uh, a real uh, beacon of hope over the last uh, year. Uh, it has been a challenging year uh, for Cyprus, for the United Nations in Cyprus. Uh, I mean, we have still been dealing with uh, the COVID uh, pandemic and there's been no let up in our efforts as the peacekeeping force in Cyprus to protect the communities that we serve and also to protect uh, our peacekeepers as well. So we've been uh, really continuing our efforts to uh, make sure that the Covid pandemic uh, is kept under control and that we're still able to perform our mandate. Over the last year we've uh, really had to adapt our operations uh, in light of the pandemic and we're really pleased that we've been able to maintain all of our patrols across the buffer zone. We've still been able to engage with both sides effectively, bringing the communities together and all during the pandemic. And, and I think that's a, a real achievement for the mission. We've, we've moved. From, uh, we've adapted our, our operations so that we can still manage despite the challenges of Covid and I think that has been a real achievement over uh, the last year. You mentioned young people and I think young people have also given us a, a lot of reason for hope. Uh, and we all recognise uh, that the Cyprus problem, there's been very little progress over the last year And and it's been very easy for people to become apathetic and to assume that nothing is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was the young people on the island over the last year who really shown the way. Uh, I mean, they have shown that uh, we have brought young people together who are committed, excited about working together to help build trust between the communities and work on common projects together. Uh, and uh, across Cyprus. We've now seen uh, over a 100 young people who are coming together, working with each other on environmental challenges that Cyprus faces, coming up with common action plans. These are young people who often have no contact with uh, Turkish Cypriots or Greek Cypriots and this is the first time they're engaging with people from the other community Mm. and that is so important for young people in an island that's been divided by, by for so many years to provide young people with that opportunity to get to know the other side
0: it's very encouraging to see that the numbers are growing amongst the young people as you said we've got 100 and hopefully as the years progress we'll yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, this is this is about uh, creating the conditions on the island, which uh, will enable peace, you know, mm-hmm. and a prerequisite for that is involving young people and involving people outside of Nicosia, involving older people, involving women. And that's why the UN is placing so much emphasis on these harder to reach communities, because everybody has a role to play in helping to build peace on the island. And we want to get them involved. Mm-hmm. And the fact that so many people are showing a willingness and an appetite to uh, come together it really does give me hope for the future mm-hmm. you know despite the challenging political circumstances you know young people on, on the island women on across the island are, 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 sh- are leading the way in mm-hmm. how to reach out to the other side and I think that's that remains as important today as it has ever been
0: yeah. Thank you Alim. Alim, as the mission spokesperson, I'm sure you deal with a lot of misinformation and disinformation issues on a regular basis. Mm. Can you explain to our audience about the impact this has on UNIFIL's work and how the mission is working to address these challenges?
1: Sure, yeah. Well, you know, the 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 buffer zone is a really complicated piece of land, you know. I mean, I don't think most people realize this and the scope for uh, misinformation. The scope for uh, creating fear or panic is, uh, is real. I mean there are tens of thousands of people who live and work across the buffer zone and the United Nations, the peacekeeping force, plays a critical role in helping to manage Uh, civilian activities uh, across the buffer zone. Every day our peacekeepers are facilitating uh, people to access their land and their property inside the buffer zone for religious communities to to visit uh, particular places of uh, worship within the buffer zone. There's a uh, whole hive of activity that takes place across the buffer zone which needs to be managed and that is all done within this within the buffer zone area between the the two ceasefire lines and there are um, opposing forces on either side of that and uh, what we've seen is that that uh, quite often misinformation or the wrong information about what is happening in in the buffer zone leads to Uh, 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 provoking tensions between the sides and we've been dealing with uh, a lot of incidents inside the buffer zone over the last year and you only get to hear about the ones that that become news headlines but uh, the reality is is that we are working with farmers, communities on both sides of the buffer zone and managing hundreds of civilian activities inside the buffer zone which pass uh, peacefully and uh, quietly. The uh, the times that you hear about incidents in the buffer zone are when uh, things go wrong and quite often that's disputes between farmers. Uh, sometimes it's farmers straying too far too close to the ceasefire lines. Uh, and then we have the added problem as well is uh, uh, Cyprus is, uh, has a, a great hunting tradition and uh, during the hunting season uh, unfortunately, we see hunters stray inside the buffer zone. Um, and you can imagine, a, uh, a person, uh, an armed person dressed as a hunter could easily be mistaken for uh, an opposing force, or, mm-hmm. a, a military member from one of the opposing forces. So the risk to hunters, the risk to people, the risk to our peacekeepers is very real and uh, that's why we're so adamant uh, about sending the message that hunting inside the buffer zone is really strictly prohibited. The scope for something to go wrong is really real Um, and it's imperative that we do everything that we can to uh, make sure that civilians are are safe uh, and secure while they're inside the buffer zone. Um, So that's why we would like to just remind people that that hunting inside the buffer zone is not only a risk to uh, other people, but it's also a risk to the hunters themselves. Mm. And so that's why it's... um, So these are the types of incidents that we've been uh, dealing with. Uh, Often we get criticised for uh, not uh, being at the scene when uh, an incident happens. But, you know, we have to bear in mind that uh, the buffer zone is a huge strip of land. I mean, it represents 3% of the land mass uh, of Cyprus. It's, it's uh, 183 kilometers long and in some parts is as wide as seven or eight kilometers. Um, so the, the, the area of operations for our peacekeepers is huge, mm-hmm. uh, but nonetheless, Uh, We are, even uh, with our patrolling, we're changing the way that we're doing business. We are adapting new technologies Mm -hmm. so that uh, we are able to respond to incidents inside the buffer zone quickly and effectively um, by providing, collecting information in a joint operations center in the headquarters and feeding that information out to our patrols in real time so that when we hear about incidents inside the buffer zone we can quickly and effectively dispatch peacekeepers to where they're needed the most. Uh, we're also adapting the way that we patrol and stepping up our patrols in areas where uh, which are known hotspots all in an effort to be able to be at the right place at the right time when we're needed the most
0: yeah because i think these measures obviously help us then identify and um make a statement or exactly to yeah. avoid the misinformation that is out there we have to, to know to we're, yeah. we're, we have
1: to have the information to be able to respond um, yeah. and quite often when you're dealing with disputes uh, inside the buffer zone you're seeing accusations being made by both sides, you know, and uh, uh, we always want to respond with facts Mm -hmm. and with uh, what we know, confirmed information, and so that's why sometimes there's a delay in uh, us being able to confirm what is actually happening, Mm -hmm. because at that point we're talking to both sides, we're unravelling the incident and we're figuring out uh, what has happened. I mean, the key for us is is that we want to keep the communication channels with both sides open, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we so that we can address the the issues that they they raise with us. We have good communication with uh, both sides, um, and everything that we do is governed by our mandate. Yeah. Uh, so, it's completely impartial uh, what we do, and it's completely tr- transparent. Uh, the work that we do which is uh, for the benefit of Cypriots on both sides of the buffer zone and uh, that's where our focus is.
0: Since we are talking about challenges we know that approximately 1,000 incidents occurred inside the buffer zone each year ranging from illegal dumping to farming incidents to the use of unauthorised firearms. What have been some of the main challenges this year to help maintain law and order and prevent tensions in the buffer zone? I know you addressed a few of them earlier. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, I think uh, I'll mention hunting uh, again, just um, because over the last year, we had two serious incidents, um, which were quite concerning. Actually, we had uh, hunters discharge firearms inside the buffer zone. Um, two cases uh, over the last year. And you can imagine, you know, somebody shooting a gun inside the buffer zone is uh, not exactly conducive to peace and stability. It's a real danger uh, and a threat to our peacekeepers. It's a threat and a danger to the hunters themselves. And it's strictly prohibited. There is no no hunting allowed inside the the buffer zone. So we're working closely with uh, the game and fauna service with the, the police authorities to address these kinds of incidents because they are unacceptable and uh, they must stop mm-hmm. and uh, we are stepping up our patrols in those areas where hunters are known to frequent so that we can tackle this issue for, for the sake of the hunters themselves but also the communities on both sides so hunting is certainly uh, a, uh, a real challenge Something that we've been reading about in the press is uh, the issue of irregular migration has also been a particular challenge. I think it's important to note that uh, we are working very closely with uh, the the two sides addressing the issue of uh, irregular migration and we depend very much on the cooperation of the two sides Mm -hmm. to address this issue. And there's, there's two aspects to this issue, isn't there really? Mm-hmm. One, for us it's important that the the rights of anybody seeking refuge or asylum under international law are uh, respected, while at the same time uh, that the, uh, the regulations, the laws in relation to entry and exit uh, to a, a, uh, the Republic of Cyprus are also re- respected and are, are enforced. Are and also,
0: I think the safety of the people that are actually I mean that's entering the, the buffer yeah. zone. I mean
1: uh, uh, the the focus really has to be on tackling the the people mm-hmm. uh, smugglers who are using the division between the two sides uh, to conduct these type of operations mm. and that's why cooperation between the two sides to to effectively address this issue is is so important mm-hmm. and we're, we're talking to the two sides about uh how we can increase cooperation there in the coming year to to tackle this issue
0: thank you alim and finally yeah. my question which i think the audience would also be curious is what can we expect from UMFASIP for the year ahead
1: Well, we're hopeful that uh, uh, in the year ahead, we'd like to build on some of the progress that's been made over the past year. Uh, First of all, we want to continue with the effort to protect ourselves and the communities that we serve from Covid. Uh, Secondly, we want to uh, build on the work that we are doing in building young people, women and hard to reach communities together. Uh, We want to keep the communication uh, channels with both sides uh, open uh, to address uh, common issues of concern that will help make the daily lives of Cypriots on both sides of the island better uh, and improve the the daily situation of the lives of Cypriots. we remain committed to working with both sides in uh, those efforts while at the same time uh, continuing to perform the important role of our peacekeeping mandate which is freefold primarily to prevent tensions between the sides along the entire length of the the buffer zone that is going to continue to be a key priority for us we're going to continue working with the police authorities on both sides of the buffer zone to help manage law and order across the buffer zone. And then finally, we we will continue working with civil society organisations across the island and looking at how we can help uh, uh, build trust and cooperation between the two communities. Um, So those are really gonna be our our main focus. Uh, Those areas will be the main focus over the coming year. And we're really looking forward to uh, Working with people uh, across the island on uh, some of those uh, key priorities.
0: Liam, thank you for joining me today and sharing with us your experiences. I'm sure our listeners also enjoyed the conversation. That brings us to the end of this edition of our Out Loud podcast. From all of us here at Umphasip, we would like to wish you all happy holidays and until next time, stay safe.